0: what's the difference between gratitude and radical gratitude let's talk about it on this edition of it's still called today i hope everybody's doing well today um greetings from dallas texas home of the everlasting heat wave it's another 102 103 degree day out here and uh Yeah, it's nice and hot. I think we've had 30, 40 days of uh, plus 100 temperature. It hasn't rained in 50 days. So pray for us. We could seriously use some rain. In preparing for this lesson, I wanted to do a teaching on gratitude. And as I was doing the research and preparing my notes, I got to thinking, how easy it is to give thanks when we have circumstances that go the way we want them to go. When our prayers get answered, and you know, we've won the race, or we got the job, or the loan on the mortgage came through, and we got the new car, and we've fallen in love with somebody, and everything's looking rosy. But I heard a guy talking the other day, and I can't remember his name, but for my YouTube people, I will put the link in the description field for him, and uh, and, uh, I'll tell you more about my YouTube channel here in a minute, but he was talking about radical gratitude, and that that struck a nerve with me. Radical gratitude. What an idea. Our text for this is going to come from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 16 through 18, where it says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I like how the NIV renders verse 18 because it says, give thanks in all circumstances. And I think that's more apropos for what I'm going to be talking about here, because how do you give thanks in circumstances that you quite frankly don't like. Come on now, let's be real. All of us have had things that have happened to us that we quite frankly were angry about. There's another word for that, but I'm not going to use it here. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think of a situation that happened in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts where Paul and Silas had this girl. The the scripture actually calls her a girl, probably a young woman, but she was following Paul and Silas around, yelling, here they are, the anointed of God. These are, this, they're preaching the way of salvation. And, and the apostle Paul got a little annoyed with it one day, and he turned around and cast this demon out of her so she'd stop it. Well, turns out this girl was making a lot of those people a lot of money for telling fortunes, but she was doing it via a spirit or a demon and the people who owned that girl or paid that girl more likely owned weren't happy about it so what was their reward for doing god's will and freeing this girl from the spirit well they got the snot beat out of them they actually got flogged and they got put in prison and they you know they said uh scripture says around midnight Paul and Silas started singing songs of praise. And you can look this story up for for yourselves, but the story goes on to talk about how during the praise, there was an earthquake and all the doors flew open. But why would they be singing songs of praise when for their efforts, they got flogged and put into a prison? Because Christ was the most important thing to them and following his will was the most important thing to them. And it says something about Paul and Silas and it says something about us if we can sing praise in our dungeon, in our prison when we're chained. Wait a minute, Chris. You said you were going to be talking about Thanksgiving. Praise is the first part of Thanksgiving. Praise is where it starts. Fact of the matter is everything we have in this life can be taken away from us. Jesus Christ is the only thing that can't be removed from us. We can lose jobs. We can lose our socks. We can lose spouses through divorce or death. I know a gentleman who i I, I get to fellowship with who 's lost every member of his family, but yet he still find a way finds a way to be thankful in all circumstances. The gentleman I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast here was telling a story of a woman of faith conference that the event had got oversold. So they had to do some makeshift seating in order to honor all the people who had bought the tickets. And these people weren't sitting in very comfortable chairs, I suppose, he tells. And... At the end of one session and the beginning of another one, in between that session, somebody says, hey, can you let the producers know to say, apologize one more time for overselling and having these people sit in these uncomfortable chairs? And they said, sure, we can do that. Well, the next session begins, and the guest speaker for that session is Johnny, J-O-N-I, Erickson Tata. If you don't know who she is, she had a diving accident when she was 16 or 17, and she's a quadriplegic. And she came out there and said, well, I heard you're uh, very uncomfortable in your chairs. She goes, I understand. I've been in mine for 40 years. She said, there are people I know who would be grateful to sit in these seats even just for once even just for tonight that changed the whole timbre of the conference people became thankful for something that they weren't thankful for before as I've alluded to in some of the other podcasts um I have to use a walker to get around. I can't walk more than three or four steps without it. And as I started having to use a cane, as I started to have to acquiesce to the fact that this is happening. I built up a resistance to it, but it was just a few days ago when I realized how thankful I am for it because it keeps me involved in life. It keeps me motivated, and that walker is a representation for me of God's grace, because I have to lean on it constantly. It is a reminder for me. I look for things to be thankful about. I'm 55 years old and don't have my own house, but I have a place to live. I've got clean sheets and clean clothes. When I, when I have to go take a shower, I literally have to crawl on my hands and knees in there and crawl over the side of the tub to get in the shower. But when I was taking a shower this morning and praying about it, I was thinking how thankful I was that I had a nice cool shower and soap and shampoo and all the other things that I think I've probably taken for granted my entire life. Be thankful in all circumstances. There's a trick to doing that. And it's keeping Jesus Christ. Front and center. It's keeping him. At the heart of the matter. Because he is. The heart of the matter. And I say that one more time. It's keeping Jesus. At the heart of the matter. Because he is. The heart of the matter of the matter. So when you're going through those hard times when you're struggling to find something to be thankful for and it can be a struggle and the fact that you're actually taking the time to search for something is significant don't discount that if you're having problems finding something the fact that you're doing it is significant but begin to look. And one of the first signs of thanksgiving is contentment. In the fourth chapter of Philippians, there's one verse that's constantly taken out of context and it's uh, Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We hear that verse when athletes win the contest. We hear that verse when somebody gets the award But I want to tell you what, it has a deeper meaning than that. And I've covered that in one of my my podcasts. But I'm going to back it up for you real quick. The Apostle Paul wasn't talking about winning a contest. At the time he wrote that passage of scripture, he was sitting in a Roman guarded cell waiting to find out if he was going to be crucified. Or not crucified, but put to death for his teachings. And he said... I have learned in whatever state that I'm in to be content. He goes, he says, that I've learned how to abase, which is do without, and I've learned how to abound, which is have plenty. And he found the secret to being content. And that was to keep Jesus at the focus, it is at the center, as the focus. So I encourage you, if you're in the sound of my voice. Stop. Ask God to help you to find something to be thankful for, because that'll change your entire day. That, ladies and gentlemen, is radical gratitude. Finding something to be thankful for in your dungeon. Finding something to be thankful for in your loss. Because believe it or not, there really is something. I hope this message has touched you. I hope it's encouraged you. If you have any prayer requests, I do have an email address for the podcast, and it's I S C T podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is I S C T podcast stands for it's still called today podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on YouTube. I have a, uh, channel that parallels the podcast and on there i do bible reviews i'm currently doing a series on the layman's bookshelf to encourage people to buy certain tools to have so they can study god's word and you can find that by going to youtube and typing it's still called today all one word with no spaces and you can find my youtube channel there I also run another YouTube channel, but it's about shaving stuff. So you can check that out too. That's called the Cross-Eyed Texan. But this will be posted there on my YouTube channel. I will also post a link for the uh, original gentleman who gave me this idea to, to do this. But once again, I hope this has been encouraging for you. And one thing we need to do is encourage each other daily while it's still called today